0: Old.
1: Directed by M. Night Shyamalan.
0: It's the beach that makes you old, boy. Welcome back everybody. It is the final installment of this theme for Movies for Win. Movies for Win, you're having a Korean cinema kick. Episode four, our final one for now. And we thank you guys for joining us on this journey. It's been a really uh, long one. It's been a lot of fun. There's been some great movies and I've really been feeling it. But Denny, I, you know, I listened back to some of the episodes and I got to say, I don't think your heart is in this. I think you only joined this podcast to use the zip line.
1: <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> the relief I feel of not getting ambush triviaed right now is um, <laughs> completely distracting for my ability to participate in the bit. <laughs> I'm blanking on season three quotes.
0: <laughs> it's okay, buddy. <laughs>
1: What? Aww. <laughs>
0: Aww. <laughs> All right. Well, for real, though, we're here to do Korean cinema. It's, it's, it's the thing we couldn't leave. We we couldn't quit. Nope. We, uh, yeah, we had our audience poll winner. Thank you guys for voting for Train to Busan. But like we said last week, we just couldn't stop there. We were <laughs> threatening to do a fourth episode, and we landed on Old Boy, which was somewhere in the near runners-up but uh we got tired of trains so instead of snowpiercer we did old boy we had you know enough with trains and also we had to mix up directors all that good stuff so we're back we're here how are you feeling we're
1: we're still here we have watched old boy and we are still here um i think that's a great way to phrase it greg i'm feeling i'm feeling good uh this is uh One of the most fucked up movies uh, ever made, so this will be a fun discussion.
0: I'm looking forward to it. I know you're a great big baby when it comes to things that are difficult to watch or learn about, I guess. I don't know. But before we get into uh, difficult things to watch... Like fucking
1: incest? Like, I'm the weird one, Greg? Okay,
0: okay, okay, spoilers. I'm not saying I'm clapping for more. I'm saying... (laughs) anyways before we get into the things that are hard to watch let's get into the things that were watched (laughs) harder (laughs) what else did
1: it's either watch hard or hard watch in this world
0: god damn right so denny what else did you uh watch this week we're a little late on recording so we've got we've probably got a few things
1: yeah um i'm still watching a lot of always sunny in philadelphia um i'm on like season 12 or 13 now i just want to say that the two-part episode the gang goes to hell is one of the finest achievements in television i have ever seen um still loving that show um let's see what else do we watch obviously i mean are we going to talk about season three of i think you should leave
0: I was gonna bring that up too, but we can get into it now. That's kind of our co what we watched yeah, season yeah. Three.
1: I'm, I'm still not all the way done with it, actually, um, really yeah um i it's been hard to Vanessa and I both got sick this week, but also had competing other things we had to do, and it's been hard to get us both down to watch it,
0: yeah, lucky for you, there's just, they're just like real quick, like what eighteen minute episodes yeah, maybe fast. like. It, there's not a lot (laughs) you know it feels like there's a lot there's like sketches you'll remember and just be like oh yeah i kind of forgot that one i liked that one a lot and (laughs) but then you look at you're like oh shit six episodes like eight less than 20 minutes each you're like oh no it's gonna be too short but just the right amount it's just the right the right dosage just what the doctor ordered season three
1: yeah so far i think it's pretty funny um I do think some of it seems like a, a failed attempt to recapture some of the magic of seasons one and two. Do you get that vibe at all?
0: Um, Maybe less so than you. There's a couple that... There's only like a couple of real duds in this season that remind mm-hmm. me of sketches that I was kind of mid on from the first couple seasons, but mm-hmm. I don't... I, I don't know. I. <laughs> Maybe they try to infuse a little bit more star power in certain sketches, and it just doesn't always land when someone else is trying to play the Tim Robinson role, yeah, at Yeah, only one guy
1: can do that. <laughs> I don't know. I liked the Armisen sketch. I did, but I, I'm a homer for Fred Armisen. I wanted to like it, so.
0: Yeah, that's, that's the beauty of the show though, right? It's just like your, your favorite sketch and mine. Could be like wildly different, but I'll be like, yeah, I see why you like that one the most. Also a good one. So uh, what was your favorite so far? Oh, you're man. you're not done yet, but
1: I'm not done yet. And I can't give you a favorite because like part of the appeal of this is watching the skits. I've watched them so many times in season one and two. Like I've just put that on on repeat and like cleaned the house or thrown it on before I went to bed. And so I feel like I haven't had time mm-hmm. to really fall in love with this by rewatching it over and over and over again yet. So I can't really say. I mean, standouts are the the the, the drive-through pay-it-forward skit. I mean, that's fantastic. <laughs> <fucking-tastic. laughs> that <laughs> really, one's really terrific.
0: Good. Yeah, I I think you're gonna get through the season and come back to that one as probably your favorite. So
2: cool.
0: It, it rocks. It, it's simple. It's great. Great joke, great delivery. Oh,
1: I could just run. Uh,
0: <laughs>
1: is that your, is that your favorite, or would you go with another one?
0: I'm probably gonna change it like five times, but Summer Lovin' is definitely up there for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, there's there's five that I think are tied for first. Uh, Denny, what else? Nice. What else did you watch? What else did you watch? We'll be we'll be quoting so, this season um... plenty <laughs> later on in the future, but. <laughs> We'll let you uh, memorize it a little better.
1: Yeah, I'll have to get that in my bones. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. and I will. Um, So Vanessa's out of town and I don't know why, but she texted me and said she wanted to subscribe to Paramount Plus. And I was like, you should do it because I'm gonna be bored all weekend and I'll watch all those old Nickelodeon shows they've been hoarding on there. Um, So Mm -hmm. I've I've started revisiting. one episode of Keenan and Kel, and I can say that it's a '90s uh, children's TV show. Um, that's that's all I can really gather from the first episode. Um, I, when I was a kid, I thought that was the funniest television show. That I didn't know you could like scientifically make a show that funny. I didn't know we had the technology to do that. <laughs> um, and so, uh, we haven't gotten to like Kel loving orange soda yet. So we'll see. Um, but what I sat down and just watched five in a row of, and could honestly do more, is "Are You Afraid of the Dark," and it is just nice. the coolest fucking show, Greg. It is the coolest fucking show. It's like, it's like if it was a Pokemon evolution, the baby Charmander would be Goosebumps, the adult Charizard would be Tales from the Crypt, but the cool ass teenager Charmeleon would be "Are You Afraid of the Dark." It's just, like, the right sweet spot of, like, totally goofy and a little bit edgy. It's so awesome. Um, and they keep calling each other 90s insults, like, whatever, you Zeeb. Um, and, Ooh. Ah, oh, that hurt. Ow. Yeah. You gotta prove you're not a zeb. Uh, <laughs> fucking good. Um, I could, I, I'll probably watch more of that before I go to bed tonight, to be honest. I finished work today and just threw it on and was like, holy shit, I've watched like five of these. Uh, wow, where did the time go? I'm having a great time. So yeah, um, worry. I saw, I think you saw too, um, mm-hmm. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Yes. Yes. Yes, I did. Shall we? Yeah, sure. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Um, there were moments when I thought it was even better than the first I don't think I'd say that having seen the whole thing now because it's like spoilers, 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 spoilers spoilers for Across the Piterverse. Um, it's half of a whole that's the only spoiler I'm going to give okay, the spoilers are oh, over yeah. I really liked it I thought it was beautiful I wanted to sit there and look at it longer I was shocked when i found out it was two and a half hours because i couldn't believe it had gone by so quickly um i am a really big fan of that movie
0: i didn't know it was two and a half hours (laughs) Um, i saw that somewhere
1: today i might i might be wrong i saw that on the internet
0: yeah i i knew it was two mm, two parts going into it but i i I totally forgot and then it ended i was like oh all oh, right. Okay, it's two hours sixteen, so basically two and a half hours. This is about as long as Burning, so yeah. But it just it just melted away. I was like, all right, like we started like you know we're climax, we're hitting like another peak, and I was just like, all right, I'm ready for a little more. Oh
1: right, this is two parts. <laughs> I'm
0: yeah. ready for this thrilling conclusion, and then <laughs> uh, we'll wait till next year. I think.
1: I I did get a little suspicious because. They were introducing a lot of new information pretty late in the game. Like I was like, I shouldn't still mm-hmm. be learning new stuff at this point. I've been watching this movie for a real long time. All the all the pieces should be in play, and then I was like, Oh, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna cliffhanger, aren't they? Those fucks.
0: They're gonna to be continued me, and boy did they.
1: But Boy did they.
0: Um, I, I felt the same as you. There were a lot of moments where I was just like, Thank God they let the artists like the first you know the first movie was like okay we can build some trust and say like if we experiment with a little more style here we could still make a fun good profitable movie and they were allowed yeah. to stretch their legs a little bit more in the artistic directions on this film and it was very welcome but yeah overall as the whole film goes i would say it's like still good i still really enjoyed it but the first one i, I like fell in love with when i first saw it so um
1: well the first one is more of a complete meal and it has nicholas cage in it you're just not gonna you're not gonna top anything with that you know like that's well there you go okay i watched uh the eyes of tammy Faye, um which i think got some oscar buzz a while ago um i wanted to see it because michael showalter directs it and um televangelism is a special interest area of mine i suppose <laughs> um but um it was all right. I, I was looking for a little bit more. Um, Andrew Garfield and Jessica Chastain were really good in it. Um, it was. It kind of had every element that I hate about most biopics. Um, I, I kind of felt like I was watching like the Elton John movie or something like that because they just hit all the notes that like musical biopics mm-hmm. hit. Um, except it was about like a grifter ministry, which was you know a little more interesting than like the same old rock star story. But I'm just like. I I don't I don't like movies based on true stories. Like, mm-hmm. it's not a good it's not a good way to tell a true story. Like, movies are myths. the The, the format alone just doesn't allow a lot of detail and context. You know, like it, it's if I want a true story, I'll read about it or I'll watch a documentary or something. I, I don't need to watch Andrew Garfield and Jessica Chastain be the true story. Um, all in all, fine movie though. Just not my genre i do love michael showalter um and i'm glad i was able to support his work with a three dollar amazon rental
0: boy. <laughs> uh jessica chastain did win the oscar for that one so it was not just buzz um oh so sure there you go what uh what else you got are you done on stuff you watched
1: that's it that's all i've watched it's your turn my friend
0: all right uh besides i think you should leave and across the spider-verse i watched another movie 2022 film zero oscar buzz i think uh three thousand years of longing from director george miller from yeah he, he's the director of Ooh. the mad max movies and happy feet so you know gotcha. our guy it is happy feet right i can't remember or is it yeah it's no, happy anyways feet okay george miller our guy i i i kind of liked the movie i love tilda swinton i'll see basically anything she's in it's it's a pretty engaging movie it's like a story about stories basically Mm -hmm. tilda swinton like finds a genie in a bottle basically uh, played by idris elba and it's just kind of he just kind of tells his story of how he got to where he is and like all of his different owners like wishes he's granted all that kind of stuff and it's like really engaging storytelling about storytelling basically it's 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 pretty cool and then mm-hmm. the third act is like all right tilda swinton's like all right it's time for my story and then it just nose dives i don't know i'm just oh, it, my it God. <laughs> It really didn't stick the landing for, like, a really imaginative and engaging uh, movie otherwise. So, sorry to report. But it's an Amazon Prime. It's worth checking out. George Miller, you know, he has his Miller moments. That really, (laughs) really, (laughs) (laughs) just like,
1: damn. Trademark.
0: Damn, this guy knows how to, he knows how to shoot some shit. I'll just say that. Um, Yeah, those are the only movies I watch. The uh, shows I watch, we're going on way too long here about stuff. I've been watching Battlebots on HBO Max. Someone at HBO Oh, sorry. It's just Max. I apologize. It's just Max. Battlebots is there. It brings me back to being 12, basically. And (laughs) just watching these big, heavy robots with saw blades and hammers crash into each other and sparks. And they're just flying around. I'm just like, oh, shit. It was just like a. As long as you like skip any time where like somebody is talking to the camera, like you're having a blast. Just watch the robots fight. It's, it's really good. I'm sure these are all lovely people that are very passionate about what they do, but I don't have that kind of time. So <laughs> I'll skip to the robot things. <laughs> uh, the only other show I watched is another Netflix show. Uh, Natasha Leone is in a show called Russian Doll. It, mm-hmm. uh, season one i really liked it's like a time loop kind of thing where every time she dies she kind of starts the day over or uh, kind of goes back to a certain point and like starts it over uh we like our time loop movies um what was that andy samberg one called again help uh
1: um palm springs
0: palm springs thank you i was like pacific rim not even close uh, <laughs> palm springs thank you uh, <laughs> Season one was really interesting, and then season two was like, what if we did time travel instead? And I was like, eh, less good. But season one was worth a watch. Super interesting. So.
1: Okay. Okay. I do love Natasha Lyonne.
0: That's all the stuff, man. Those are all the things. Cool. You ready to get into, uh, we've had the sides. You ready to get into the main course? The entree?
1: I am, but I'm gonna ask you to summarize it this week because I know myself, and I will get lost no, no. in the weeds if I try to summarize this movie. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to to make it an under seven minute summary, because um, <laughs> I, I would just I don't know what I would say.
0: No, no, I got you, dude. You don't even have to worry about this. I I've, I've, I've got you covered. So, old boy, that's what we're talking about this week. Uh, directed by Park Chan-wook. Excellent director has directed some recent movies also that have been very good in my eyes. Uh, Old Boy came out in 2003, and if you want to watch it streaming, too bad. It's basically fucking nowhere. So I recommend going out to your local video store and picking up like a cheap DVD. Like it's out there, it's out there for you somewhere. Maybe it'll come available. It's funny because like. During this whole theme, I've always been seeing the praises of like, all oh, these uh, Korean cinema movies are like on Tubi. They're like on three different streaming services and this one's like Yeah! <laughs> Nowhere. Good fucking luck. It, which is funny. Physical this is...
1: media only. At a blockbuster near you, rent old boy. <laughs> <laughs> Rush out to the red box immediately.
0: It might still be there. Uh... <laughs> This old boy is part two of Park Chan Wook's revenge trilogy, where it's like, it's a trilogy in like theme only, like themes of revenge, of course, revenge trilogy. And the other two movies in that trilogy are on like Tubi and like other plenty of other streaming platforms, super easy to find. But old boy, not so much. Which I, you know, it's obviously this is his most uh, famous and no, uh, notable film, so. Kind of a weird one Um, Before I summarize the plot I will give a much anticipated critiker review of the week Because folks We finally got it We finally got uh, Reno review The Will Reno review of the week Simply put 16 out of 40 Is what he gave it Not recommended for anyone Who has a daughter Or a father so.
1: Ah <laughs> oh, damn, he got us. That Will Reno got us again.
0: He was nonstop. Yeah, it. it I wanted to get a Reno review on. I, I think the first time I did it, I think it was, um, if I'm not mistaken, the episode where we did Goodwill Hunting. But there was just like a much an irresistible uh review that week so happy to get will on the pod in whatever way we can so um i'll go ahead and give you a little summary of old boy a little bit of what it's about uh old boy is a movie about the ultimate prank war um (laughs) I told you I was ready for this
1: Uh, (laughs) boy were you
0: yeah it's it's just two old pals from school uh, old boy and old but still young looking boy they're just kinda messing around with each other trying to ruin each other's day Uh, old but still young they're just like trying to play pranks and unfortunately the target seems to be like female family members of each other so things get a little out of hand when old old but still young looking boy's sister dies in a dam because she thinks she's pregnant with her brother's baby so old but still young looking boy gets mad and says it's old boy's fault because old boy like was spreading rumors that they were sleeping together. So old but still young looking boy locks up old boy in a, a pretty nice apartment uh, for f- 15 years. Um, old boy has a wife and daughter by this point, And old but still young looking boy has accumulated enough wealth and assets to lock away, uh, hire a service to lock away old boy in a cage. Apartment for 15 years. Old boy is let out. After all this time, and goes on a journey of revenge and discovery of his captors, and what happened, why he's there, he just wants to know why uh old boy finds out why, with the help of a nice young sushi chef that he meets, and lo and behold, this is yeah, this is where we get into severe spoilers, so please don't listen to this part if you ever want to watch this movie because. There's a large plot point that would basically just ruin the experience for you. And boy is it a doozy. So old but still young boy actually kind of manipulated and coerced this whole situation to have old boy sleep with his own daughter. Have them fall in love now that they're both uh, grown up and he doesn't recognize her so. Um, The way Denny looks on his face is telling me that that's a bad thing so. Yeah, um, old boy got got pranked, he's uh, remorseful, sorry about your sister, all that, and yeah, old but still young looking boy is like, alright, cool, I got my revenge, I can kill myself now. And revenge was had on both sides, old boy cuts out his tongue, and everyone lived happily ever after. The end.
1: No, you're forgetting the most fucked up part. What was the most fucked up part? The most fucked up part is that he goes to a hypnotist and you think she's gonna remove the memory from him that he slept with his daughter. But instead, she removes the memory that she's his daughter so he can go back to her. Oh, Right, I'm sorry. I misrepresented. Yeah, he wants to go back and keep fucking his, his daughter. But he wants to that's not
0: why know. He was, he was so adamant that she not know the real situation. So, I I thought you were when you started introing that part. I was like, oh, an abuse of mental health care and therapy, Denny? Is that what the worst part is? But no, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, no. Um, Greg, what's your relationship with this uh, delightful? take on incest, revenge, and uh, commentary on tongues.
0: Wow. When you put it that way. Uh, My relationship, I hadn't seen it before. I'm familiar with the director. I've known about the movie for a while. Unfortunately, I did have the sleeping with the girl that it turns out to be his daughter I had that kind of spoiled for me at a certain point. I don't remember when. I think it was the yeah, I think it was the Your Movie Sucks video about the uh, the remake where it, it, it had come up. So I didn't watch the remake either, and I'm never going to. So, But this one was good. I like this movie.
1: What about you? What was your uh, relationship with this? Um, I had none. No relationship with it. Went into it cold. A couple cinephiles I know had told me it was really good. And a couple and someone I knew who I trust about mental health stuff told me it's really fucked up. And everyone was right. Um, (laughs) So we just need to get this out of the way. Here's what's fucked up about the reveal of the incest, okay? This is what makes it so gross. This is what makes it so psychologically terrible. And it's something we all need to admit right now and just get out of the way so we can be in a judgment-free zone. What's disgusting about it is that the sex scene was hot, and as an audience member, you liked it. And you feel gross for liking the incest. That's, that's what's so fucked up about what they did. They made you sexually aroused by incest with a really hot sex scene between a father and a daughter that you did not know were a father and a daughter. Yeah. So we can all just admit that we all thought it was hot. None of us oh. are comfortable with that, and we're just. Oh, well, oh, you didn't think? Well, you already knew. You don't. Yeah, count. I didn't know. Yeah, you don't count.
0: I don't count. Uh, Denny you don't speaks count. for you guys, not for me. So Denny's speaking for everyone else's behalf. So don't lump me in with his perversion. I, guar- I
1: guarantee the, the the sex scene was meant to be hot. It was meant to be. All right, Denny. Yeah. That's the way they fucking presented it. No, in the you're movie. right.
0: I know you're right. I'm fucking with They're, you. I'm,
1: they are fucking with you by making you aroused by the incest. That's right. <laughs>
0: it's very rude. It's not very nice. No,
1: it's an absolute fucking assault. If it were a fucking research program, it would be deemed unethical and you couldn't use the results.
0: That's right. Because you can't um, bring
1: psychological harm to the participants. And this movie psychologically harmed me.
0: Without your permission <laughs> You knew it was going to be messed up I don't think you knew it was going to be That messed up I, I don't know It it feels wild that like I feel like the mid-aughts Like this 2003-2005-ish range I feel like there was a bunch of like Kind of gross out movies Yeah Like when did the first Saw movie come out? Was that like oh one, oh two?
1: I think it's oh five actually it's a little bit later than that
0: okay yeah it, and then i, I lump that in with like hostile and some other movies like that it's it's like i i i think of like that era of like gross out movies to be more of like the torture porn thing yeah like, this is more like it's in the same family of like maybe not like shock, it's not just like pure shock, it it is more of, it's still gross, but it's more of like a psychological gross that like really builds and is earned, whereas like other movies are just kind of like, there might be like thriller and psychological elements to it, but it's more visually just gross, and it's supposed to like draw people in that way. Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't see those movies because they sounded terrible, and yeah. I didn't I didn't see hostile I guess I should say but but this one was I was more okay with like the psychological grossness of it because I was so enamored with basically every other aspect of the film I thought it was really good
1: no this is a fantastic movie like it's it's amazing and I would agree with you as someone who like I can enjoy body horror I can enjoy uh, I can enjoy gore when it reaches the torture porn territory, I don't like it anymore. You know, like there's just something, mm-hmm. something that changes. And um, this doesn't quite get there for me. It is close at some point. Um, it's a really, really good movie. It's just so fucking gross. <laughs> nah. Yeah. By the way, if, I like, like. I heal. Like I'm a fucking sexual trauma therapist. I talk about incest, like, every day, okay? Like, I, I talk very intimately and thoroughly and vulnerably about real incest that happened. It's not that that's too much for me. It's that, again, they made me like the incest. That's <laughs> that's, what's so that's, yes, that's, okay. that's what's so fucked up about it. That's big hang-up. Yes! That's what's so fucked up about it. Alright, man. They made you like it. Like, even in, like, a loving relationship, you're rooting for it. You're rooting for that relationship in the movie.
0: Yeah, I guess that's kind of where that betrayal is felt most for me cuz you you are just like this guy got out and you're just the first, you know, person he meets is like a guy he's like saving from suicide. He doesn't know how to interact with people mm-hmm. at all and he just seems like he's it kind of in a daze just walking around like everyone that walks up to him he's just like off-putting and like either too enthusiastic or like way too like pushing pushing them away Mm -hmm. um but then he meets who's unfortunately his daughter and (laughs) their relationship seems a little bit more natural she's kind of like adjusting him into society a little bit better she's kind of welcoming him back to his own humanity in a way so we are kind of rooting for that relationship so yeah exactly that betrayal does well betrayal of the narrative on our feelings is
1: (laughs) it hurts it hurts for sure it's a very very cruel narrative uh this is a very mean movie a very punishing movie um a very, very, very dark movie with one super cool fight scene. We gotta give it credit for its super cool fight scene. How super cool was oh, that? Yeah.
0: It was super cool.
1: Yeah, that that like I think that took them like
0: three or four days to actually film. It's all just that one continuous shot mm-hmm. of all of them in the hallway. And I love stuff like that. Where it's just like, the camera stays wide on the action and you're just like... You know, a guy... Because they're not trying to kill him, right? Like, they're just trying to, like, beat him up, kind of get him to, like, stop. So, a guy that's just, like, one versus a guy versus 15 guys, right? He's got to beat up everybody. Making that believable, especially in, like, a wide shot, is, like, almost impossible to do. And they managed to pull it off and make it, uh, intense, make it fun. It just added, like, another layer of... It, it didn't feel like a gimmicky kind of flex. It felt like it really lended to, like, the filmmaking narrative. It just, like... It fit well within the movie. And during that whole time, you're like, this is fucking impressive. Like, I'm
1: I'm loving this. No, that's a really good point, because, like, it's pretty much the only time in the movie something like that happens, where all of a sudden they're just shooting it like it's The Matrix. Um, It should be kind of jarring. It should feel a little bit disjointed, and yet it flows really, really naturally, and there's just something about it that it just works. I don't even know if I can describe it. It just really works.
0: Yeah, and that kind of... That fight fight scene, it's just kind of like everything I said about it is how I feel about the movie in general. I really don't go for or, like, really get immersed in, like, overly stylized movies where there's just like a whole bunch of like quick cuts kind of like, you know, this is the, it, in filmmaking terms or like storytelling, uh, use of film and storytelling, it's like the opposite of burning basically, right? Mm-hmm. Where, where I'm not in immersed in like a reality of characters, I'm being like whipped around, there's a lot of style, quick cuts, quick camera movements, bright colors, it's just a loud movie. And usually that stuff doesn't, I appreciate it, but it doesn't always grab me a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. This one I was really immersed in and just like felt like I was along for a ride that maybe I didn't always know where it was going to go, but I like I, I trusted that the ride was going to be endlessly like fun and interesting and it's just like I couldn't wait to see what was next basically.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'd have to agree with you a hundred percent, there, man. Like, um, and well, I am someone who likes all the jumpy cuts and all the stylization and, <laughs> and shit like that. But, um, man, there's just again, like I-, I told you before we were recording, this is the first time ever I, I pretty much forgot to do a favorite line because I just got really immersed in the movie, um, and you know, part of that's because I was reading subtitles, but. I really do think there was just there was something that just engrossed me about this movie, and again, that's why the fucked upness of it hits me so hard because I was really, really, really engaged in the movie. You know, like I, I believed yeah. it. I was in that world. Um, my disbelief was suspended, and that's why. That's why I like the tongue cutting scene is like super cringeworthy. Even though I know I've watched like more gruesome shit in a million horror movies, honestly, but mm-hmm. like it doesn't even show it. But it's because I'm so immersed in what's happening that like showing an extreme close up of him pushing the singer the the scissors with his fingers and then with his eyes wincing. Oh, sounds. Oh yeah. my God, I feel so. Oh, my skin's crawling right now, remembering what it was like to see that, and I'm. I'm pretty damn desensitized, you know, like I'm pretty, I've, mm-hmm. I've even seen a very similar tongue cutting scene in Ichi the killer. Um, and, mm-hmm. uh, this one fucked with me more.
0: Yeah. I, I didn't know that was coming and that was really like, Oh, and I, yeah, I, I feel the exact same as you, where it's just like, you didn't even have to show it. Uh, you feel it though. You really feel it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like I mentioned earlier, like, the Saw movies and like Hostel stuff like that. It came out after this and I feel like maybe it's not a direct response to this, but it is trying to capture the same sort of like freak out, gross out kind of moments to like really make you squirm in your seat. But it's doing it by like just plainly showing it. And I, I'm I'm way more impressed when a movie can implies some sort of act. Or some kind of horrible thing, usually like you know, gory violence, without actually showing it, Mm -hmm. but still making me feel like I watched it.
1: Yeah, basically. Well, I mean, when when you show it, the monsters are in the light. You know, like Mm -hmm. there's no there's no movie magic to it, or it's too gruesome. Like again, like. maybe it's too gruesome and you're going to lose audience members because they start covering their eyes, you know? But if you, Mm -hmm. if you keep it just at what they can tolerate, you know, like give them those little clues, give them like ride it. Like they think they're going to puke, but they can keep watching. Oh my God. If it gets any grosser, they're going to have to cover their eyes, but they can make it through this. Oh my God, he did it. You know, like, and that's what Mm -hmm. the, that's what the experience of watching that scene was like for me. I was like wanting to cover my eyes, but felt like I couldn't
0: right and they kind of butter you up with like a softer version of that where he eats the live
1: octopus oh my god i forgot all about that jesus That, that fucking scene oh my god they
0: didn't they didn't hide that they didn't hide that bite and man uh that is the it it's like they cranked up that cockroach eating scene from vampires kiss up to a thousand.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god the tentacles and everything man like it was oh like they communicated that he was more animal than man now right like that's that's what they mm-hmm. were trying to do and he seemed like a wild fucking animal doing that whew.
0: yeah apparently like that is kind of a normal or like a delicacy where you could like get an octopus and it'll be like killed and cut in front of you. And that's why like she says like, wait, I haven't cut it yet. And like a lot of that movement of the tentacles is just like nerves firing. Like it's already dead. It's just like that rigor mortis mm-hmm. and there's still like stuff connected. So the octopus just keeps moving, Oof. which is, it's, it makes for a crazy visual. Yeah. And damn, it, it's effective
1: can't say it's not do you you think it's ethical to eat octopi
0: um well i mean if we're gonna cook it and kill it anyways what's the difference between you know doing it with a knife or doing it with the actor's teeth oh no i I don't mean for the
1: movie i mean like in general like because to me I've, i've eaten octopus before and it's good okay but there oh i had a I had a shitload in puerto Rico yeah they're they're too self aware for me i it, it's like they, they they know they know what life is they 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 make hats out of trash they're i don't know, like I can't do it.
0: They can camouflage, they also just don't want to be seen, but sometimes they do want to be seen Emotional. i don't care how many legs you have if you're tasty, you're tasty. <laughs> <laughs> man apparently the director director park said that he uh like the opposite uh, again of vampire's kiss where it felt like the director was fuckling fucking fuckling that's that's great word great word fucking with nicholas cage like i think we need to get another cockroach for you there bud uh director park said he felt really bad for the octopus i think they had like a buddhist uh monk like bless each one and just kind of like pass it on to a new life or mm-hmm. i don't know how it works at all but the director said like i felt more bad for the octopus than the actor <laughs> but, like we had we had a job to do basically
1: i mean if it's fa- for in all fairness the actor just had to eat something gross the octopus had to get its head bitten off i think the octopus was more deserving of sympathy Hmm. i agree denny um hit me hit me with a note. I i have no notes i, get, I didn't take any notes oh, for this whole movie right. i have zero notes i i was i i usually don't take notes for uh for foreign language movies um but so i haven't had notes in like a month i have literally i i took down nothing i was just watching this movie and 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 feeling feeling a lot of things
0: Yeah, this is where Denny and I differ because, like, this Korean Cinema Kick theme, I have seven pages of... This is my biggest Word doc file for this entire show. I put all the themes on one long file, basically. Mm -hmm. It helps that there's four movies and Burning was, like, two and a half pages. Mm -hmm. But, like, I've got a decent amount for this one. And I just got to say, man, maybe to kind of tell it to myself... That guy that jumps off the roof, I think that dog lived.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: He broke his fall. Yeah. Kind of caught him, and then he just dropped not nearly as far. The dog is okay.
1: Yeah. So it doesn't lose a point.
0: So it does not lose a point. Uh, This rule does not apply to octopi. but, But, you know, the dog is safe, which is good news for me. Um,. I really liked that when the movie started, we're introduced to that character that does uh, jump off the roof, of course, but you know, the movie opens and it's basically like, I'm going to tell you my story and he's like, old boy is, uh, Oh is the actor, is the, is the, um, the character's name. Of course I know it. It's just more fun to say old boy.
1: In my head, I call him old boy. I called him old boy yeah. the whole movie. I know it's not his name.
0: There we go. Uh we're dumb and ing- ignorant here, uh folks. So he's he's holding him by the tie and old boy is like, "I'm going to tell you my story." And he tells him the entire story of the whole time that he was locked up in this prison, you know, just like I dug a tunnel, I was watching the TV, I drew a little man on the wall and even gave him genitals to practice boxing on. It was uh yeah, I was like, "Okay, this is going to be where the movie ends and this is one of the henchmen of the guy we're getting revenge on, basically. That's where I thought it was going.
1: And, Mm -hmm. like,
0: 20 minutes in, it's like, we're back to that guy. He saves him, and there's kind of, like, a... (laughs) There's a really great moment where, like, the guy's just trying to kill himself, and he just kind of pulls him back. He's like, wait, you were locked up for 15 years? That's (laughs) so (laughs) fucked up! He, like, takes a moment from his suicide attempt that he later you know finishes unfortunately to just be like damn that
1: sucks <laughs> the the capacity for human empathy truly is breathtaking is it not
0: it's just like oh what a wild story man <laughs> you're crazy <laughs> anyways
1: i mean if a guy yanked me out of my suicide attempt i'd give him the time of day i'd listen to his tale
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> tell me your tale old soul oh traveler <laughs> uh, <laughs> denny Um, I'm kind of surprised this wasn't a note you had. I thought you were going to bring it up at some point. But I felt the need to ask, is this the first movie in the entire uh, span of this podcast to actually show the events of 9-11 on the screen?
1: I wouldn't want to spoil my gimmick for the week, but... (laughs) Ooh, okay. I do No, think, we'll talk about it. I do think uh, Muppets Take a Plane in Manhattan was <laughs> pretty graphic in that department.
0: We had to show the passage of time somehow. <laughs> Good lord! I couldn't. All right, I'll, I'll I'll save it for the gimmick, brother. Don't worry about that. Um, yeah, I I don't have too many more notes on this um my 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 last big thing i guess is you know this is is this like any revenge movie that you've ever seen how how would you in the context of like revenge films and what the themes kind of are there and revenge shows um uh, what what are you feeling about this one how does it like stand out in any sort of way
1: I think the only thing you can really compare it to is the episode of south park where uh, cartman feeds that kid his parents um that's like <laughs> the only thing I, which i do believe came out after this i might be wrong it could be before this um <laughs> that's uh that's the only piece of media i've ever seen that took revenge to such extreme measures is when cartman fed that kid his own parents um uh, as far as revenge movies go, I think of stuff like Kill Bill and Mandy. And I'm like, it's kind of small beans compared to what they did in Old Boy. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I don't know, I mean, man. I, the the twist that... Uh, the person we think we're getting revenge on is actually the person getting revenge i've never seen that happen before uh I, i've never seen that in anything else do you do you have anything like it
0: i i can't think of anything comparable you know usually like you get the classic you know 80s revenge slasher films where like the person feels totally justified and then you know and mandy is kind of a callback to that era of yeah. like God, what a fucking awesome movie. Of just, like, the person seeking revenge gets their revenge and they're satisfied. And it's like, it's total—it's a total lie. That's never going to happen. That's not how life works. That's not how these things go. But sometimes that fantasy in a movie is just... Yeah. It's just fun to watch. And then this movie does... It does a little bit of both. It t- kind of does that, like critique of the revenge movie while also being that sort of the, the guy got his revenge and it was, uh, fulfilling for him. Mm -hmm. Um, which I, it's kind of balancing the two so well by having our focus on essentially the bad guy of the story an old boy, Mm -hmm. he did a really fucked up thing. And Maybe that doesn't justify Wait, he the actions. Did,
1: he did see the guy licking his sister's nips.
0: Are you not supposed to tell somebody?
1: He did he did see what was basically the truth. He didn't he he only <clears throat> he only editorialized a few details. But like he he saw he saw some sister didling.
0: I um I guess I can't disagree i just saying I understand why old but still young-looking boy had his feelings hurt and had his heart set on revenge. That's all I'm saying. No, I... I don't... Usually in these movies, uh, nowadays, you'll get, like, the critique of, like, revenge isn't worth it. We'll watch somebody seek revenge, and it destroys their life. This guy's lived a pretty good life. (laughs) He's got a, he's got a, you know...
1: That's
0: a good point. He's, he still looks young for some reason. He's got a a shower in his office.
1: That's pretty sweet. That's so great. He's, he's living his best life. And but as a body like, confidence move, he lets everybody watch his silhouette shower. I would never do that.
0: Absolutely not. I would watch your silhouette shower, Denny. Thanks, Denny. It would be
1: like some of the best slapstick comedy you've ever seen. I promise. Because
0: <laughs> 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 Denny's slapping his stick. Alright, so
1: Vanessa is out of town. <laughs> good lord.
0: Anyways, all I'm trying to say is we get our main character who may not actually be the good guy trying to get his revenge that we think is totally justified, and then we're like, oh maybe it actually wasn't justified. Maybe the other maybe the bad guy was sort of right all along. Mm-hmm. And it kind of plays both sides very effectively of having the guy the getting his revenge even though things are good for him that's all he cares about is getting his revenge on old boy and he gets it he's like all right cool uh second suicide of the film so man revenge sucks but hey if that's all you want if that's what your life's about it could be pretty satisfying, I guess. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm rambling.
1: No, my I'm with you. Cause my relationship with revenge is so weird. Cause like, it's definitely like, it's just so obvious that it's like futile and it's empty. And I think we've all learned the lesson that even if you got your big moment, it would actually be hollow. Um, and yet I have fantasized about revenge so much in my life, Greg, like I'm a ruminator. Like I sit back and ruminate on my past compulsively and, ooh, me too, buddy. Hey, okay, feeling less alone. This is a nice conversation, and so it's it's just nice to have movies that like indulge that oversimplified part of me um that is a very mm-hmm. real part of me that like lives in like childish terms of how we solve our problems, not adult real world terms and um it's just nice to have a place for that part of me to go. In in a movie like Mandy or Old Boy, not so much Old Boy. Uh, uh, Let's not look for places for parts of us to go in Old Boy. (laughs) Um, But yeah,
0: that's what I I think. That's what I appreciate about this movie is like you
1: you do get that
0: sort of it's like it is presenting you with like the theme of revenge is fruitless ultimately, and it doesn't bring about satisfaction in a way that like would give you a good life. But it's not, like, completely shunning you or making you feel like a piece of shit for having that desire for revenge. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's 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 understanding of the feeling of the desire for revenge, and it's not, like, taking a super hard stance on, like, here's why you should or shouldn't feel that way. This isn't a, a fantasy trip, and it's not, like, making you feel bad for... Wanting revenge, it's presenting as like this is a fucked up thing, and it can lead to fucked up things. Mm-hmm. But you know, <laughs> I have a I have I have a hard time saying like what the ultimate point of the
1: movie is. Oh, like dude, this. there's not just one. Like, there's not one. Like, cause it, like the the last thing they do with the like the hypnosis bait and switch, um, dude, that was just for shock. Like, don't tell me there was like some fucking message to it. Like, it was just for shock, and it was really good. It worked, but it was just gross out. Like, oh my god. Can you believe it? Like, that's what they were doing. And it was great. It was fantastic, but it was a cheap trick. Like
0: (laughs) They couldn't just leave you, you know, with nothing, basically. They couldn't (laughs) let you think the story was over.
1: Yeah. So,
0: I get it um <laughs> what else you got denny how you feeling
1: uh the director definitely has talked to his therapist about some sexual experiences he had with a family member
0: mm. well, i hope he's talking to a therapist yeah park chan wook i i like his other movies uh I started watching I haven't finished yet. I started watching the first movie in this trilogy. Uh Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. Um it stars Song Kang Ho. Sorry,
1: that's a fantastic uh, title it's... for a movie.
0: Goddamn right it is. Um Song Kang Ho, is in it? In a prominent role. So cool. we love him. And his most recent movie, uh Decision to Leave. I mentioned in our Oster's discussion that it was completely snubbed of any nominations and I still stand by that that (sighs) damn right this guy knows how to make all kinds of films so
1: well cool man cool Um, I feel like I've said my piece about old boy do you have any more notes
0: um. Uh, not really any more notes. I think I'm ready to get into some gimmickity gimmicks. Yes, yeah,
1: I'm. I'm okay with this being a shorter one because we're having technical issues, and I'm like, maybe we should just leave well enough alone, you know, and not and not tempt mm-hmm. fate. Um,
0: because we've been <laughs> doing this theme for over a month with like a break in between, so it's like, all right, let's let's put a bow on this yeah, thing. I'm down. A I'm nice down. a nice purple bow on this weird purpley glittery box that contains all of our deep
1: dark secrets don't open
0: it don't open it don't let my
1: daughter see what's inside we like to call that the who's your daddy box oh fun
0: i'm (laughs) gonna open it on my birthday (laughs) anyways uh denny for the final time for this theme what is your Cultural catch as our gimmick of the week this week. What is your cultural catch for Old Boy?
1: My cultural catch was that even, whether you were an American or a Korean, 9 11 was a turning point for you. We got to see a montage of history and we saw how bad things got after 9 11. And I think everyone in Korea was probably proud to be an American at that moment, Greg. I think they were proud to be an American
0: sure man all i'm saying is he should have stayed in that apartment Uh. (laughs)
1: the world got worse you're gonna miss the way it was (laughs) it happening more gradually helped us cope with it you're not gonna have a good time
0: (laughs) (laughs) this money is worth what now jack Squad? nothing um
1: i was rich i had 40 (laughs) dollars I made 80 cents an hour and I loved it. Uh, <laughs> I bought a house for the price of a can of soup these days.
0: Um, speaking of money, my cultural catch, I had such a hard time finding one, man. I i toiled over, over this decision. I, I just could not think of a cultural catch. Eventually, I just landed on, you know, when he's handed the phone and the wallet and he pulls out all the cash. That cash looked like a, came off a printer and was used like <laughs> the cut with scissors that <laughs> just looked like it just came off a desk jet printer <clears throat> that's other countries currency why am i talking shit i
1: don't know
0: I, I legitimately just could not find like anything else in this movie that was like a cultural catch there was like striking things in the movie that stuck out but none of it had to do with like oh man in my american mind this is weird no in my human mind <laughs> fucking your daughter is weird and that's what stood out so i had to pick some small detail well,
1: you know there's I, it's something i notice a lot that like in a lot of american movies the money looks like shit like it looks like fake looks like it's like kid fucking money taken from a playset. um <laughs> it happens a lot because the scene called for like cash to be thrown around and they didn't have that in the props department so they just print shitty ass money real quick has always been my assumption
0: they just make copies of the $200 or so (laughs) they do have rustle it up a bit and throw that around yeah I get you um denny what's your favorite line from old boy so
1: this was the first time in the history of the podcast that i completely forgot to write down a favorite line um so i just went with a line that's repeated a lot through the movie and is repeated at the very end um even though i'm but a beast don't i have a right to live um love that love it a lot yeah it's 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 it's, it just helps me when I think back on times when I've been a piece of shit and felt shame it's like don't I have a right to live leave me alone I know I suck
0: that's right no that's a good line comes up uh, a few times so solid pick Um, I had a runner up which is that uh, group of uh, youths I guess Uh, as soon as old boy gets out of prison or air quotes prison and they call him a dick shit (laughs) and I love that he has some like internal monologue uh, contemplation like what is a dick shit what do they mean by that (laughs) these kids are swearing weird Um, but I think my favorite line is when he's still in prison and talking about the um the experience he had how the tv was his only window into what the world really was and he says in his little monologue tv is both clock and calendar it's your school home church friend and lover mm-hmm. and i got to say boy is that true beautiful you don't love. have to be you don't have to be locked in an apartment for that to be true of television
1: yeah, I thought part of his imprisonment seemed kind of nice. So I was like, if you just like made everyone leave me alone and gave me a TV, it would be a while before I wanted to leave. <laughs> and apparently some
0: pretty dope dumplings, too. Yeah,
1: and a whole Dude, shower like, facility that is better than my shower. I'll tell you that much.
0: Like, my first note, I was like, this is actually kind of a nice little place to be locked up in. Yeah. Like, you get a television. You get, yeah, like you're saying the facilities, the food seemed good. I have a lot of trouble falling asleep at night if someone could just like pump gas through the vent in my bedroom i would sleep tremendously mm-hmm. and maybe because it's used on terrorists maybe it's not like a super good <laughs> feeling but like i need my eight hours
1: yeah right yeah it's essentially what transidone is for me already
0: hell yeah man just put it in gas form for me save me or the just trouble like... of
1: sorting my meds just gas me
0: Shove it in some peanut butter and I'm gonna oh, gonna feed it amazing. to
1: me. I'm going to start hiding my meds in peanut butter for myself. <laughs> Good boy. Um, it's the only way I'll take them reliably.
0: Mm-hmm. This cheese smells funny. Uh, is there Tums in this? Um, I know you don't take Tums prescription, Denny. Uh,
1: anyway, uh, OTC Trump Tums. A lot of them.
0: <laughs> oh, shit. All right, Denny. Um, what is your criticer score for <clears throat> Old Boy?
1: I'm going to give it a 47 out of 50. It is uh, a really, really, really fucked up masterpiece. Um, I don't know what else to say about it than that. Uh, there's really not really a flaw I could really find other than I uh, hope to never watch it again as long as I live. So...
0: yeah a nice little one and done film uh i kind of feel the same way like i mentioned earlier like the over stylized kind of uh vision here doesn't always work on me i thought it was good here but between that and like the fucked up of it all i don't think i ever really want to watch that one again Mm -hmm. and like rewatchability is like it's not something i always consider but it is in this case something i think about when i like give a rating. So i gave this one a 32 out of 40. That's an 8 out of 10. Very good flick. Uh won't be seeing it again anytime soon. Maybe later though. I i maybe later is all i'll say. I'm not i'm not totally shutting totally shutting it out from a rewatch, but not anytime soon. <laughs> all right, Denny. We did it, man.
1: Ooh, we gotta now. We gotta pick one. What's uh, what's the best movie movie for when you're on a Korean cinema kick? What what have we had? We had Old Boy, Train to Busan, Memories of Murder, and Burning.
0: Correct. Yeah. Uh, now that we've kicked Korean cinema, oh, it's time to kick Korean cinema. I guess Uh, we've had an extremely Greg movie an extremely danny movie we did not watch an extremely goofy movie but uh
1: (laughs) but you're gonna love next week buddy (laughs) (laughs) um
0: i think where i land on this i am taking more of an audience approach more than i normally do like clearly burning to me was the best movie we watched. For this whole thing. I, it's it's in my top ten all time. I gave it a near perfect score. I think Burning is incredible and everybody should watch it and then maybe listen to our episode on it. But please just all I care about is please watch it. Um, Burning would normally win but like if I'm thinking of like the best movie you're just like I want to experience Korean cinema I want to see like something I haven't seen before like listen to different kind of cinematic voices that I wouldn't normally hear from I gotta go somewhere in the middle of everything and think of I just gotta say it's gotta be Memories of Murder is for everyone if you're on a Korean cinema kick check out Memories of Murder it's got something for everybody I think it is easily the the most accessible and that's that's not what makes it good, but it is universally loved. I think it's an incredible movie. That the more you watch it, the more there is to get out of it.
1: Man, I respect that pick. Um, I would have respected any pick because we watched you know four fantastic movies for this theme. There's there's really no wrong answers this time. Um, I'm gonna go with Train to Busan for a few reasons. Um, one is because. Uh, when when i'm venturing into another country's movies what i really love doing is seeing uh seeing what they've produced in the genres i'm already a fan of you know seeing what their takes are on on some of my more niche interest um and the second thing is like because of that i love when i find something that's really really good that's right up my alley but i haven't seen it yet because it's in a different language you know like there's there's so many like The way I felt as a guy who loves horror movies, when I finally saw Train to Busan, when I finally got around to watching it, it was just like, oh, and this, when I think I've seen it all, you know, like, then Mm. then you hit me with something Mm -hmm. that fresh and that good. Um, So I got to go with Train to Busan for that reason.
0: Yeah, very well justified. And, yeah, great pick. That was the audience pick, so... Well done again, audience. I feel like we uh didn 't really even course you to that one, but you picked a half winner
1: mm-hmm.
0: but um yeah, either way, still watch burning uh, <laughs> i i wouldn 't I think old boy for me is at kind of the bottom of the list just because I would recommend it to the least amount of people. Mm-hmm. I think it 's very good, and if people are interested, they should definitely check it out, but I would not recommend it to the same amount of people that i would recommend train to busan or memories of murder or burning mm-hmm. so but if you're on that kick you don't care what you're watching watch it all fuck it fuck the yeah. whole theme. watch it the all. theme wins
1: watch it all
0: the whole theme is the winner baby and denny speaking of winning themes i was
1: gonna segue if you didn't do it
0: hot themes I love this it's
1: theme. Hot.
0: What are we doing next week, Denny?
1: Movies for when you're having a hashtag hot boy summer part three. We're doing a three. Cool. This, this might be my favorite theme, Greg. I love the hot boy summer episodes. We have watched wet hot American summer, heavyweights, hot rod in the summer Mm -hmm. point break. And what was the other one last year? Palm Springs. Palm Springs. God, I love, I love this theme.
0: Six solid movies so far. Um, some of them certifiable classics, Denny, but point break, our seventh- example. Point Break, for example. Uh, but our seventh movie in this theme, Denny, I think is an even more certifiable classic. What are we watching? What's the film? What's the flick?
1: Da-da the ride at universal studios that most traumatized me as a child it's jaws motherfuckers we're doing jaws next week all-time american classic for your hot boy summer i can't wait i just bought a house with a pool i want to watch this movie in it i don't live there yet but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have a jaws night greg me and you we're gonna have jaws night it's gonna be awesome shark in the pool shark in the pool we'll have to watch shark in the we'll pool. we'll have to watch the fucking meg <laughs> because we already watched Ooh, there's a sequel coming or, you know now we'll just no it wasn't mm. bad 47 meters down that's a pretty decent shark movie
0: oh okay well i haven't
1: seen it it's better than it had much of a right to be um but there's there's some very good suspenseful moments Who gives a shit about 47 Meters Down? We're doing Jaws. Why am I talking about We're doing Jaws. Why am I I fucking talking about 47 Meters Down? God damn it. Yeah.
0: Great question. In the same breath as Jaws, we're just like, you
1: know what else is equally good? (laughs)
0: Uh, (laughs) What a nerd. All right. Anyways, like, this is our... I think it's only the second Spielberg movie we've done. Because, wouldn't you know it, Denny, tomorrow... Or, for those listening, the day this episode comes out, June 9th, is the 30th anniversary of the release of Jurassic Park.
1: Oh, shit! Have we really only done Jurassic Park? Is that the only Spielberg movie we've covered?
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure. That is
1: insane to me.
0: I talked about The Fablemans during our Oscar episode, but you didn't watch it, so that's not a discussion, so that doesn't count. You
1: gotta catch me, like, pre-2000 for Spielberg, let's be honest here. people. um you know
0: ah you know what no that's not a spielberg (laughs) i'm an idiot
1: my point stands
0: Oh, there we go uh we'll do warhorse eventually folks uh no we won't (laughs) movies for when you want to eat some hay we'll get to (laughs) spirit of the cinnamon and uh warhorse and
1: spirit of the cinnamon
0: (laughs) yes uh, sea biscuits, so... Featuring Spider-Man.
1: Oh, I still remember those boring-ass Seabiscuit trailers I had to watch at the Cinemark.
0: Imagine watching the film, Danny. Oh, no,
1: I would never. You had to watch... Your dad took you to see it, didn't he? I'll bet your dad loved it. I
0: don't it. think so. I'm... Now that I'm thinking back, I think we watch it in school. Weird. That might have been the most fucked-up, like, teacher-executive decision... <laughs> film choice. <laughs> the public education was,
1: system has failed us.
0: It's like, uh, what does Coach Gibson want to watch <laughs> because we have two days <laughs> left in the school year? Uh, biscuit. Oh shit. I think the worst one, actually, was The Greatest Game. That was the worst movie we watched in school. Oh, you don't remember that movie, Denny? No. That's because it's the one where Shia LaBeouf <laughs> plays golf. If that doesn't just knock your socks off i don't know what to tell you
1: as an unironic an Shia fan that sounds horrible
0: yeah it's, it's less than thrilling uh he makes the putt at the end of the movie spoilers
1: whoa so. man i was gonna watch greatest game <laughs> with a with a bunch of my bros this weekend
0: <laughs> i remember we um we watched the patriot for history class Jesus. in like eight in eighth grade what the fuck And we had to get get a. Oh no, Mr. Snow rocked. Uh, We we did have to get a permission slip signed by our parents. And I swear to God, he fast forwarded through a lot of it, and we only watched the battle scenes, aka the most fucked up (laughs) (laughs) parts. I think he just wanted to show us like cool battle scenes in a movie. I don't. Looking back, I don't know what that was about.
1: Dude, it was a middle school class. There were no rules and none of it mattered. It was just a bunch of bullshit for three years.
0: It was the way to get us to shut the fuck up about Napoleon Dynamite. (laughs) For like like a half hour. Oh, with that guy's leg blown off by the cannonball, he can't do the dance at the end of Napoleon
1: Dynamite.
0: Without democracy, we would never have been able to vote for Pedro. See, you know, you did <laughs> learn
1: something. See, it was educational. There was a reason behind it. You just had to find your way there.
0: I'm so glad I grew up in America and got educated here.
1: Me too, every day. Me too, thanks. Every day I'm thankful for it. <laughs>
0: what are we talking about uh jaws all right schools
1: are hiring fucking chaplains what (laughs) Hmm?
0: Hmm? Hmm? all right well denny i I think we've extended the
1: runtime (laughs) yeah what are we still doing here
0: (laughs) i don't know great question um yeah we'll we'll think of a theme to do after uh hot hot summer hot boy summer we'll think of another one to do Uh, audience get ready if you find us on Facebook Twitter Instagram maybe I'll remember to tweet every once in a while you can vote in upcoming polls to decide what we're gonna do for our movies in the future we've got like 91 episodes now holy shit I'm probably I'm just gonna say there's probably some cool stuff coming in the near future I'll tease it and while you're on the internet and thinking about us we have Spotify Apple Podcasts, places where you can give us five stars. Hey, isn't that something? Maybe you should just go ahead and shut up and do that already. Yeah, bitch. So Yeah, yeah. You see? Listen to Denny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Denny. <laughs> <laughs> I uh I I I visited a uh a therapist, you see. Something of a therapist. Mm, it was I'm a hypnotist of a therapist actually. Myself. Well, this person was a therapist, and uh, they I, I initially went in to make them make me forget about cats, but I actually had them make me forget about the cat phrase, Denny. So if you could please remind me of the catchphrase.
1: I thought about changing it up to fit the themes, but I've now decided I'm not touching that one. For Greg Work the legwork, Johnson, I'm Denny the Talent Taylor, and this has been Movies for When... We already told you when, but you know what we didn't tell you? What's my cage again? I'm your father. See my DNA sample? (laughs)